Welcome to the live preaching message from Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and to preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. surrender everything to you and we ask that you use the vessel that you have chosen today to speak God's word to his people. May we feel and know your love in a tangible way. And Thank you for strength and thank you for every need that is answered. Thank you for your divine provision. Thank you that before we cried unto you, you heard us and you have provided May we receive that which you have provided for our lives. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, lover of our soul, our Savior. We worship you. We adore you. And we lift up your name above every name. And we say, in your name, we shall overcome. In your name, we would walk in victory. In your name, we shall defeat the works of darkness. And in your name, our lives will be glorious to the praise of our God. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. The sound is not good, so just make it good quickly. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Are you happy to be in church? Turn to your neighbor and tell the person, I'm happy to be sitting by you. And there's nothing you can do about it. So you better be happy like me. Amen. Great. Today we are blessed once again to gather in the name of Jesus Christ and to hear the word of God. Now, you know, the testimonies they are giving are very important testimonies. Or they are, you see, it's not like staged do you get it? It's not like, okay, let them say this, let them say that. No, they, they are giving, you can see clearly that they are, the person who is even taking the testimony doesn't know how many testimonies the person has and all those. So it's like he's busy just moving according to time and cutting short other people's testimony. So there's no staging here. There's no, some of the things they are saying, I'm not also hearing it for the first time. Do you get it? There's no staging. It's like, no, you can't say this. You have to say that, you know, so that a bishop will look good and things. Please. There's nothing like that at all. Do you get it? There's nothing like that at all. So these are testimonies of people individually. And I believe that God himself is our pastor by his spirit. He is our real pastor. Any human, any human pastor is just a vessel. Do you get it? Just like a bottle of Coke is not the Coke. Do you get it? Any human person is just a vessel. And listen, there's nothing a man can do for you unless God is doing it. There's nothing a man can do for you. And it has been my prayer. You see, this is the second church I'm doing. After first church, my first church, I started pastoring them in 98, 99. I was fully in charge of them. And I pastored them. And I'm redoing church again. Do you get it? That's why I've gone back to where we started from where it's just students, young people, and others. Adults are welcome. 
I mean, it's not like... And the, the things we are talking about, some of them, even they are adults' problems. But they begin young. They get it. But it's not like it's only problem related to young people. It's a problem that is going to grow and continue. And so those are the things. And the word of God has no age limitation. Do you get it? The word of God has no age limitation. So don't despise also and say, oh, no, it's children's church. No, you are making a mistake. It's not children's church. It's human beings' church. Are you with me? Yeah. Sometimes we will soon forget that the way our life is, is based on what we decided when we were 16, 17. Are you with me? Uh-huh. And don't think that anybody is young. No, no, no. Yes, you are older. You are older, but it doesn't mean we are, we are growing. Do you get it? And you see, the me you see is a reflection of the me at age of 70. Yeah, depending on what I do now, it will, so it's not like something new comes. It's the same person that is just adding days and years. Amen. So whatever word of God we preach is important for everybody. And if you listen carefully, you realize that, in fact, it will guide you no matter your age, so that when you have to raise up other people, you can use the wisdom to raise them. Amen. Amen. Good. So, well, like I said, some of these testimonies, they are very powerful and is what I've been praying for. You see, one of the things I learned and I observed is that when I was growing up as a Christian, there were certain things that were the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the midst of the congregation, such as the spirit of discernment, uh, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, uh, interpretation of tongues and things. So, you see, I'm, I'm quite, I've been praying for it because I realize that anything man of the Holy Spirit, it will not work. Anything man of, if it's God you want to serve and you want to work with, man of the Holy Spirit, nothing will happen. So, and the sign of the presence of the Holy Spirit is when he, his gifts are present. And when I was growing up as a Christian, when you go to church, you have the gifts, manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's like indifferent. Somebody will be preaching and then speaking tongues. And then somebody will stand up and interpret and give a word of direction of what must be done or something that the Lord is promising to encourage the congregation. And you see, those things, we look down upon them. Or Now that we have known how to do church, we have taken them out. And the Holy Spirit, it doesn't quarrel. If you say I should be out, okay, I'm out. You do what you can do and see what you can do. Then you see that people don't change. And that's how come we, today we have all... You see, today there's no difference between the church and the world. There's no difference between the church, what we call church today. I mean, the places we call the gatherings we call church. There's no difference between it and the world. In terms of behavior, in terms of character and all those things. No. Look, the fact that the guy is in church, he's as a, a swindler as the person on the street who is advertising himself that I'm a swindler. So it's almost like that the person goes to church does not mean the person can be trusted. And it's both, both boys and girls, men and women, husbands and wives, fathers and mothers, uncles and aunties, which one, which, which one? grandfather and grandmother, what, what was that? great grandfather, they are the same. The church is almost like, you see, the sea is there. And then you've taken a container to go and fetch some of the sea and you've brought it to a place. And you say, no, because it's in the container, it's no longer the seawater. It is the seawater. 
It will taste the same. It will give the saltiness, the salinity, as they call it. It will be the same. Just that this one, it doesn't move like the sea moves. Hallelujah. And that is what the church has become. Because, because the real transformer, the Holy Spirit, we've put him aside. But I'm praying that God, as I redo the church, help me. Manifest Holy Spirit, let me stand back and let you be present. And manifest your presence by demonstration of your gifts in the midst of your people. Because it is by the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we change. That a person who says, I was like this, and then now I am like this. Hallelujah. So you must, we must pray. We must all pray. You must pray. I must pray. We must pray for the working of the Holy Spirit in our midst. Amen. That's why I encourage them to go, go and pray for yourself. He will talk to you. Because, is it First John 2, 27? What does it say? It says, for you have an unction. Please put it up, put it up. It's okay, I'm sure they've put out their phone by now. If they have not done it so, then they will not do it. They will need the Holy Spirit to tell them. So you take it. The Holy Spirit will talk to them. It says, but the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. And you need not that any man teach you. But that's the same anointing teaches you of all things. And it's truth and it's no lie. Even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. Please give it to us in our language. <laughs> but you have received the Holy Spirit and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. And what he teaches you is true. It's not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. Listen. It's no amount of talking can change a person. But when the Holy Spirit gets to talk and to work in a person, the same person wakes up and says, I want to do this. And you, the same person, if you are not careful, when the Holy Spirit, they begin to hear the Holy Spirit and yield themselves to the Holy Spirit, they will want to stop in the middle of whatever they are doing to do what they believe is right. Yeah. I mean, you have people, they are, are in school. And it's like once they begin to hear the Holy Spirit, and they say, no, all I want is to just do this. And we say, you know what, try and finish the school at least. Yeah. I negotiate gently. No, just try. And so one of my prayers is, Holy Spirit, just talk to them, but gently, gently, as they are about to finish school, then you can increase talking so that they can finish their school. Yeah, because I've finished my school. Why should you not finish your school? Do you get it? It's important. It's important because even the discipline to start something and finish is also a discipline. Hallelujah. So I believe that we really must yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. And it's time to believe in the reality of the Holy Spirit. And to be conscious of his presence. And to engage him by yourself. Hallelujah. Stop looking at the pastor. The pastor is just a vessel. The pastor is just a vessel. Look to the real person. The spirit of God. That God himself promised for us to. He said he will, he will be he's with you. And he shall be in you. Hallelujah. How many understand what I've just said now? So, I mean, it's quite a very powerful testimony, and I'm very encouraged because, you see, building the Mount Olive place has not been an easy task. But somehow I felt that we need a place to pray. Because what the church lacks is a place where it's like you're out of circulation and just you and God and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And we do, we do that. Well, I mean, we don't do many things in, private, in public. I mean, the real things we want to do, we don't do them on the street. Even, even when there's somebody next door and they can hear us, 
We don't like it. Excuse me. Do you get it? So, so it's also important to come aside a while and allow the Holy Spirit to engage you. Yeah. I mean, some of you, when a, a boy is chasing you or a girl is chasing you, you don't want him he always, he's chasing you with his friends. Come again. So, so, so also, the Holy Spirit wants to talk to you privately. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit wants to talk to you privately. So today, my message is about if you don't take up your cross and follow Jesus, you are not worthy of him. And, and, and the reason why I'm sharing what I'm sharing is that unknown to us and operating by human wisdom, we have Try to minimize or to take away the requirement. I mean, the requirement for having Jesus with us. Let me put it this way. We have tried to take away what we need for us to experience the life that we are meant to live. Do you know that most churches now, they do church service for one one and a half hours, maximum two and a half hours. Do you know that? Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Meanwhile, 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 which of us here, if you have somebody you love, and the person comes and says, it's 8 o'clock, I'm here. 8.45, you must be rounding up. 9 o'clock, I must be out of there. Would you like it? Even, even if the person doesn't say that I'm here for one hour, but he keeps checking his watch. You wouldn't like it. Isn't it? So how come when it comes to the things of God, we, we give so much time? It's one of the deceptions that Satan has successfully employed and is working and working very powerfully. In the, you see, in the name of a mega church, in the name of wanting more people to come to the church, we, are doing, we have now become marketing officers where we are doing statistics and marketing and adjusting our church services to suit, I mean, the crowd and everything because we want a mega church. But I'm here to say that what is the point of having a large number of people gathering whose lives are not changed by the power that you claim to have? Are you with me? So yes, we want more people to gather, but it must not be at the expense of the very power that will make the difference in their lives. And listen, listen. Never be deceived by anybody who tells you you can have something good in life without spending and investing in it. It's never true. It is that type of thinking that makes people's money be stolen. You are there. Somebody sends you an email. I know most of you are young. You have not experienced it yet because you don't have money yet, so you are not a target. But let me keep it, keep it so that when you grow up, in, when, you, when I say when you grow up, you are grown up already, but when you start having a lot of money, you will not believe in a lie. That, you see, you'll be there, somebody will send you an email, uh, I have an inheritance 
of one, two, three, four, but I need to transfer. I don't know how they write it, but this, this has somehow managed to write. I read a few, and I'm saying that unless you, your mind works that you can get things without working for it, this the email is obvious. It's, why would you choose me to give me five million? Why, why would you choose me? Even God, God, God demands, even God has conditions that I must meet for Him to even bless me. So why, why would you have no condition? All I have to do is to give you my bank details and everything, and then you transfer five million. What nonsense is that? And you know, some of us, it is this type of belief that makes you sleep so long and all the time, and then two days to exams, and then you want to have every, you want to know everything. Is this this, this same belief that you can have good things without working and without sweating for it? But it's never true. So if you are, as you are sleeping eight hours, some of you, you sleep 12 hours. Yeah, you thought I don't know you. I know you. I'm here. I, 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 I didn't preach a sermon to go and preach. I didn't prepare a sermon to go and preach in the air. When I was preparing the sermon, I had you in mind. Hallelujah. So you see, that mind is that is the mind that makes us be deceived, that makes us lose things and so many other things. We don't want to invest in good things, but please, I'm sorry to say, even the things that is of God, which God will freely give to you, there's an investment you have to make. I said, there is an investment you have to make. In Matthew 10, 38, Jesus says it clearly. Matthew 10, 38. Do we have it or should we use our Bibles? Matthew 10, 38. If you refuse, if you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. In other words, you can say you are mine, but it's not what you say, it's what I say. So, so he said, ah, but I thought that Jesus said, anyone who believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Yes, you can have eternal life by believing in Jesus. But if you believe in Jesus, the same Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me. After believing, he says, follow me. So how can you say you believe in Jesus to give you eternal life and then when he says follow him, you don't want to follow him? And he said, if you are going to follow me, don't just follow me. You have to take up your cross because I have come to give you a new life and that new life requires a cross. And you see, this is what Christians are refusing to accept. We are happy to say in Christ Jesus, we have received a new life. But we don't want to accept what it takes to live out that new life. So you see, somebody was saying, when they said, do a basenta and whatever it is, she was not doing it. You see, it's because she doesn't understand that whatever you are being asked to do, is not going to reduce you, it's going to increase you. And whatever you are, going, you are being asked to do, is going to build your life in a better way, in a better way. It's not going to reduce you at all. 
But you see, it's lack of understanding. And they, and they refuse to take up our cross. That is when, that is why we refuse all the good things we are asked to do. Because let me ask you a question. Listen, I came to South Africa in 1997, 14th, I sat on the plane 13th of April, and I arrived on the 14th of April in the morning. Listen, with the mind that I'm coming to practice medicine and specialize as an orthopedic surgeon. But you see, as I'm following Jesus, he said, not orthopedic surgery, not medicine, but this way. Now, let, let me tell you something. I have lost nothing. If anything, I have a better life. I said, if anything, I have a better life. If anything, I have a better life. You see, I can have all the money, but if you don't have the people to celebrate with, what's the use of the money? That's number one. Number two, who says the money will give you the joy and the peace you want? Yeah. Number three, there are someone who say, no, but when you have money, you can have everything. You can buy, people can come into your life. You see, the knowledge that people are even in your life because of your money, it's, it's actually repulsive. You hate it. But how many of you sitting here, I gave you money to come to church? I'm about to take offering from you rather. <laughs> and you knew that when you go to church, pastor will take offering. And yet you come. And some of, some of you, you actually look for money so that I must have. My children always ask me, Daddy, can we have some money? I've given a warning. You must ask for offering in the house, not when you are getting down at church. Because it shouldn't be an afterthought. You must go with the mind that I need to offer something to God. So you must decide it at home, what you need to offer before you get it. It's small training that I'm giving them. So they, they've grown to learn it. So they ask for money. In the morning, they will ask for money. Daddy, please, can we have some offering? Those who, who don't get pocket money will ask. Those who get pocket money these days, they don't ask anymore. They just, they have their money, so they pay their tithe and everything. Yeah. I'm asking you, did I give you money to come to church? Yeah. I, I, I would rather take, let's give an offering, let's give your tithe. Yeah. So, so it's, a, it's, it's a better life. It's a far better life. But because we lack understanding and because we don't want to sacrifice to l- express that life, we, we just run away from it. Yeah. What evil has the church done you since you started coming to church? I said, what evil has the church done you since you started coming to church? Have we taught you how to drink and be drunk and vomiting and, and, and staggering? And... Have we taught you how to have sex with 10 guys at the same time? Is that what we are teaching you? Hmm? Let me uh, let, ask the person sitting my Think about it. What evil has coming to church done to you? As, as a person, as a person. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? So, listen, Galatians 2.20, I want to say something to you to launch out from there and explain to you that, unfortunately, you can't change it. Jesus said, if you refuse to take up your cross, then you are not worthy to be mine. I didn't say it, and you are not mine. You belong to Jesus. And he says, if you refuse to take up your cross, you will not be worthy of being mine. So, the first point is that you have to accept that you need to take up your cross, whatever the cross is for. You need it for the life that, the new life that you have found in Christ. That there was, I have found a stack on you. I've got a feeling down deep in my heart since I found you. 
you have found a new life. The new life that you have found in Jesus, there is a way to live it. Every life you want to live has a way to live it. If you want to be a, live a life of drunkenness and fun and all those, there's a way to do it. I mean, you can't be very quiet in your room and say, I want to live a life of partying. But I don't like, you see, you, yeah, think about it. Let, let's think about it. Let me speak to you. Let me speak, let me stand here so that I can see because these pillars are disturbing me. Think about it. I've decided that I want to live a life of party and having fun, drinking, smoking, drugs. I mean, moving cars around with plenty of girls and singing and dancing. But I'm going to do it only in my room because I don't, because I don't like going out. I'm a quiet guy. I don't like going out and I don't like drinking, but I want to live a life of drinking and smoking and partying and girls. Is, would that be possible? The venue is my room. And I don't want people in my room. But I want a partying life. I like my space. I don't want to intrude this. But I want people in the party and all that. How can it be? I said, how can it be? I don't like talking to people. You know, I want to keep to myself. But yet, I want to have many people in my life. How can it be? So that is what it is that, unfortunately... Christians don't understand this. And it's sad. It's sad because, you see, coming to Christ is not just going to heaven. It's receiving a new life here on earth. In addition to going to heaven to be with God in his presence. It's receiving a new life. You see, there are different lives. That's what Christ said. I have come that they might have life. There is a life that Christ has come to offer you. Not just give you a, a hair piece and uh, 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 clothing and shoes. No. Clothing, shoes, hairpiece, cars, and things. They, they don't, they don't, they are not life. That is why Jesus says, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possession. It is not the, how many of the possessions you have that make the life. I, I don't know, I don't know if I'm, I'm making sense. Am I making sense? I, I don't get that feeling. So the truth is, the truth is that if it is the life that Jesus has to offer you, then he says that you need a cross. I said, if it is the life that Jesus has to offer you that you want, he says you need a cross. He says you need a cross to be able to have that life and to be able to live it out. What you need is a cross, not the things you think you need. He says you need a cross. Once you have a cross, you are on for the game. Hallelujah. Paul says, my old self, the, the me without Christ, has been crucified when Christ was crucified. It is no longer the me without Christ who live. But Christ lives in me. If Christ lives in me, then what he needs to live in me is what I must get for him. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So if the person that I'm living for now says I need a cross, how can I say I don't need a cross? Or how can I say, you know, I don't like the cross, you know? Then, then, then it's not him who is living in me. Then I'm living in me. Are, are you with me? Yeah. And you see, the problem with most Christians is the refusal to take up their cross. Because, you see, having a cross 
Why are the books not here? Why are these half books? What is this thing? I asked that they bring a Macarius and it should be put there. Or because I didn't say it must be displayed. Oh, please, you guys must wake up. I need a losing and sacrificing. Guys, you must wake up. Your eyes must be open and do things properly. If you are here to help me, help me well. You are helping me, but I want extra help. And a strong Christian. You see, let me tell you something. You will not receive what is meant for you unless you become a strong Christian. A deep Christian. A Christian who knows the voice of the Holy Spirit. You are not going to do that now, right now. You are going to disturb me. Just leave it there. People are not in the spirit yet. They are still in the flesh. They will be looking at you. Hallelujah. And you are not a spirit either, so they will see you. Hallelujah. I'm not someone that's, I mean. So listen, the truth of the matter is this. You can't come to Christ on your terms. Neither can you enjoy what Christ has on your terms. You, you are not a 50-50 partner. No, you are not. Because you didn't die 50-50 with him for your freedom. I said, you didn't die 50-50 with him. And if you start saying it's not fair, how can he come and take control of my life? You have been controlling your life and Satan took it from you and has been managing you up until Christ came to die for you without you even requesting, sending a requisition that Christ, I need you to come and die for me. He came to by himself to die for your sins. And you didn't, you didn't even pay 1%. You are happy to say, for by grace are we saved and not of work. It is a gift of God. So if you are happy that you are saved by grace and not of works, Grace means that you are given something that you don't qualify for, that you have no contribution to, but it's just been given to you. So if the same person who has given to you everything you need and has paid the price alone and is now telling you that to live a victorious life, the victory that I came to win for you, to live it, you need a cross. You are saying, oh, why do we need a cross? Why, why didn't you ask him, why are you dying alone? Let's go. I want to die with you. I also want to die for you. You can't just come and be dying for me. I want to die for you. When you die, you'll be dying for your sins because you are a sinner. And the Bible said the wages of sin is death. Christ's death is able to pay for your sins because he had no sin. He who knew no sin was made for us sin that we might become the righteousness of God. And we are happy to claim it. And we are happy to us. And therefore, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm, I know who I am. And although we sing it, we are happy. And we say, God will bless us and things like that. But the blessing is true. God will bless us. But there are things into the blessing. And that is why in Africa, we are so poor. Yet we are, the, we are in terms of natural resources. Not even, not even resources that human made. It's natural what God has given us. We have more than the rest of the world. And yet we are the poorest of the world. Because we have refused to pay the price to bring out what God has given to us because it's hidden. But a white man who is willing to pay the price would sit on the other side and say, let me find out what is behind the sea and risk his life. I said, risk his life. When he discovered that when you put wood on water, it stays up. He said, let's put some more wood and see whether it will stay up. And quickly discovers, you, we, our forefathers, when they saw the sea, they say it's boiling water. It will burn them. They will not go near it. Hallelujah. And we are, we are, we are, we are, they are children. The same thought is pervading. Hallelujah. So listen, in the same way, it's because we are sitting on so much, but because we are not willing to pay the price to go deep and bring it out, develop tools and things that will help us to go. It took the white man to come and dig and to say that there's gold here. And then when they dig it, they say, we'll give you royalties. Why would they not be rich and why would we not be poor? 
because they are willing to pay the price. You're asking yourself, what do they want on, why, what, what did they go and do on the moon? And what is it that they want to go on mission to Mars? What is there? Are you not happy here? But you see, that's how riches are discovered. They are willing to pay the price. Some people go on the spacecraft and they know that anything happens, they are dead. And they are still willing to go. Tell a black man that you may even, <laughs> no, you won't die, you'll just be hurt. He said, no, 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 I, I, it's like, it's not me. It, It's, it's, it's not me. If you want to die, you go and die. We, we are here. We want to live. Hallelujah. So listen, there's a, there's a price to pay if you want to enjoy the wealth that is in Christ. And listen, let me tell you something. Believe it that without the price, you can't get it. With the price, you are sure you will get it. But as, they, as they went to pray, and there's whatever, this dep- you see, some of you, you don't know what depression is, eh? It's a spiritual. But you are doing everything, everything is fine. But you say, no, life is not good. To the point that you say, I want to kill myself. Even now, when you're okay, when somebody wants to kill you, you run away. <laughs> Even if you have not done anything wrong. And you see, you suspect a person, he wants to hurt you. You run away. But here, depression, you are so depressed that you yourself want to kill yourself. And what did it take? She went to pray. It's not like somebody prayed for her. Where are you? Did somebody pray for you? Did I pray for you? My dear, did I pray for you? Was I there? And you see, the experiences she's describing, they are real experiences. It's only that we don't believe in those things anymore. But they are real. They are real. They are real experiences. Where you experience a feeling of newness. It's like, and some of these things you can't put to words. And that's what I've been praying for. The Lord, let your, your presence be manifest in the midst of your children. That's, that's what I've been praying for. I'm quite happy that at least. But you see, it didn't come by me, me going to pray. But it came by the people themselves going to pray. That is why if you are a Christian, you see the sacrifice I'm talking about is in giving up your comfort, your leisure to do something that you are longing for God and his spirit. Most of you, all you do, you know how to sleep and sleep even over time. Why sleep all your life now? When you die, you are going to sleep forever. Why do you want to sleep now when you have been given life? So listen, what I'm saying to you, and in this book, I I encourage you to go through them. I encourage you to go through them. Because you see, it reads so many things. Sacrifice, losing, teaches you how to lose. The things you lose, they are not where they don't they are not worth what you will gain. I've lost a life of being a doctor, a private doctor on my own and things. But what I have gained in exchange for what I've lost is so much that now I'm not a private person. It's like as I'm walking there, you say, Bishop, Bishop, they say, hey, me. It's me. Me that nobody remembers my birthday. Now I can't even forget my birthday. Even if I want to forget. The quality of, it's like now I have no space even in my own life to do something for myself. Because people, you need to talk to people, you need to guide them, you need to train them, you need to, yeah. And to prove that I believe what I'm doing is how come I would invest in the people. He's saying that he has not traveled before. It's not about the travel. As for the traveling, a, a time will come in your life. If you follow the life that Christ has for you, if you follow the life of Christ, you'll be here and you'll be complaining that I'm traveling too much. I don't have time for anything. It's not, it's not, I'll show you a message. Where's my phone? I'll show you a message. I'm tired of traveling. I'm tired. 
Yeah, meanwhile, meanwhile, you see, as a child growing up and somebody from a poor home, you go and see and in those where I grew up, when people are traveling, you go to the airport to see them off. To say bye-bye. And it's it's almost like every time I'll go to the airport, see friends and other family members off. And I keep on asking, Lord, when? Lord, when? Lord, when? But you see, when the when came, it's overwhelming. That now, one of my problems is I need time to be at home, to be with the Lord, to pray, to be with my boys. The girls, they manage themselves. You keep going away. Girls are different. Boys, boys, you need to, they need a man to be present. Because we are naughty. I want to show you something. I want, who, who can read? No, somebody should read. Somebody should read. You can read. Read from here and read down. Who, are, who, are, who, are, who was I talking to? Bishop I. What was I saying? Please, I'm just wondering, do I need to be in Accra on 25th? Reply, doubt it. Next reply, you have a few of your people right. Yes, please. Oh, wow. If it was linked to another event, that would be great. Oh, okay, because Singapore is the following week. Otherwise, brace it and ask if you can come. I will ask, but I really don't want to go if I can avoid it. (laughs) Unless you can fly from Accra to Singapore, not sure which route you have, then don't bother. My route is from SA. You don't have to. Thought you wanted to. Oh, not at all. Have traveled a lot in this first half. Gone are the days when you go to the airport and you pray, asking, when will it be your turn? Now, having to travel is a nuisance. It's a nuisance. It's a nuisance. That's the last thing I want to do. I mean, to just get out every time. It's like it spoils the rhythm of your life. Thank you. It's a nuisance. It's not like I'm just saying something. Enough, enough of up and down. I just want to be stable and pastor and shepherd my people. It's not like this Sunday I'm there, next tomorrow I'm not. No, I want to be with my people and I want to look after my home. That's all. So you are saying, thanking God, travel. There's more. If you follow the life of taking up your cross, look, you will be, it will be a nuisance. You will say with me, it's a nuisance. I don't, why would I go? I see, I didn't want to assume that I don't have to go because Sometimes it's like, ah, you are expected to be here. But I, it's not like I wanted to go. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. And, and then when you travel, there are privileges with it. There's PD and all those things. When you travel, you have to go out. So it's, 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 not, it's not like I'm looking for money. But that traveling would have given me something, spending money. I don't want it. I don't want to travel. It's not about the money. I don't want to travel. But some of you, some of you, the life you are leading, hey, if there was an opportunity to travel, you create it even when you don't need to travel. <laughs> Yeah. That's why you find African countries, Minister for Finance, going for a football match with their football team. Minister of Finance, what are you doing at a minister? I mean, Minister of Sports, one team, one team, football team, one, even of the football teams, only one. And then you travel to follow them to go with them. 
when there are other sporting events and sporting things that you should be sitting down, as a minister, you should follow one team. It's because it's a poor life. It's a poor life. It's a better life. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope you understand what I'm saying. So listen, Paul is saying that he accepts that the life that he leads is not the life that he, he was living before. To the point I say, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And this is the life that, but you see, you must sacrifice. Because sacrifice is going to bring so many blessings. You must lose. Losing is going to actually allow space for gaining what is more valuable. Most of us, the things our lives are occupied with is vain. It's vanity. It will be nowhere. You see, when the day you, you are about to die, then you see that you have wasted your life. Older people, most of you, you see, I'm saying what I'm saying to you because you have the chance to change it. But most old people wish they didn't live the way they lived. Because they discovered that I've wasted my life. May that never be your discovery in Jesus' name. Amen. May you look back and say, I've lived my life. It's a life well living. And I've lived it well. May you, may you now stand on the day of your departure and say, it was nice being here. But it's nicer going home. Yeah, yeah, hallelujah. So please, get the book and read it. Because I can't preach the whole book in one session. But invest time. Invest time. Most of you, you're always reading newspapers and watching series of TV programs. Series. On Saturdays, you, you sit down and watch Omnibus. It's like, is it the, which one? It's a series of all of them put together. Listen, listen. The good news is that this life that is in Christ Jesus, which is calling you to live, when you invest in it and you live it, it will always be profitable. It will always be profitable. I said it will, it is, it's not like it may be, it will always. You will never look back and regret it. But you see, many of the things you are giving yourself to and Christians today are giving themselves to. Even not so many years down the line, you look back and you, you regret it. And some of you, the reason for your sadness and your depression, and even some of you, your hatred for the opposite sex, is because you gave it all. And when somebody was telling you that this guy or this girl is not correct, you didn't mind them. Especially the ladies. Now you are saying men are animals. They have always been animals. They didn't become animals, sorry. They didn't become animals after you. They have always been. They have always been. That's why you are being warned that be careful. This one is not what you see and say, oh no, you see, you don't understand. I love him. I like him. He's different. He's, 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 he's. After you discover that he's actually also blowing your best friend, then you say, men, you say men are animals. They have You will not spend time to pray. He said you spend time on WhatsApp. Sending and being sent. You will not spend time 
to read the word of God and obtain the wisdom of God and the power of the Holy Spirit to guide your moves and your life so that you will prosper properly. You've been always moving from one business to the other, saying, I want to make money. Listen, money eh, is spiritual. Money is spiritual. If it is given to you in the spirit, you would have it in the natural. If it's not given to you, you labor and you will have nothing in your hands. Instead of discovering the spiritual nature of life, you are busy reading about how to make your first million in six months. Listen, listen. My message is very simple. And the simplicity of it is that Jesus says we must take up our cross and follow him. Like some of them given the testimony said, it's not easy. And the truth is, it it will not be easy because you have with you a component of you that is against what God wants to do. Uh, is it Romans? They say the flesh lasted against the spirit, the spirit, and the flesh would not obey God. Look for it for me. There's Galatians 5, 5, 16. Let's see Galatians 5, 16. Let's see. But there's also another one in Romans. It say, I say, no, go to, go to 15, 17. Okay, they say 17. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces, they are called forces, are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. There's another one that says that, and the flesh will not obey God. That is in Romans. Romans 7 word. No, no, there's a particular verse. And the flesh will not obey God. So you see, the cross is, is a medicine for the flesh. Come again. Romans 8, 7. The, the cross is a medicine for the flesh. Because the flesh, you are with it. And it has been with you all this while. And you need it to be here on earth. And Christ wants to demonstrate his power through you here on earth. So the flesh is needed. So the cross is medicine for the flesh. So not to take up your cross is to leave the medicine that will control the flesh. It is like you are suffering from epilepsy and you have refused to take your epileptic medication. If you take the medication constantly, you will be almost normal. But if you don't take the medicine constantly, the epilepsy will disgrace you in public. The epilepsy will disgrace you in public. It's not that you are not, you, are, you can't act well, you are not. But you see, there's a part of your brain that decides to just start releasing fire when it has not been asked to and when there's no need. And then your whole body starts to twitch and it doesn't care where you are. So you need the medicine to say, behave. You can't just be fi- I mean, firing randomly and especially in public. Epilepsy is not a nice disease at all. It's very embarrassing. But sometimes in the moment of fit, you poo-poo and do other things. It's, it's, not, it's not nice. I mean, as a doctor, I tell you, it's not nice to simply say it. So your medication is important. Similarly, the flesh. The flesh is not only going to lead you to do wrong things and mislead you, but it's also going to resist you from living the good life that Christ has for you. And so he says that you need the cross he said, for the sinful nature is always. Some of you, you are, you are trying to negotiate with your flesh that you to agree to obey God. It will never. It will never. So if you are going to move by your feelings, that's why you are not passing the exams. Because, listen, listen. Think about it. 
Can I, can I, can I, can I, can I say something? Am I allowed to say something? Should I say it? Listen, when you pass your exam very well and you get a good course you do and you get a good job and you get money, who enjoys the money? Is it not your flesh? Is it the one now begins to be clothed with label? Is it the one that will make, is it, is it not the one who is going to enjoy the nice car? Is it, the one, is it not the one who is going to eat now all of a sudden you don't eat from ShopRite, you eat from Woolworth? Isn't it? Now you no longer, you no longer buy from the Chinese shop around the corner, but now you buy from something. Is it your spirit that is wearing the nice clothes? Is it your spirit that is driving a nice car? If you have money and therefore you are able to pay Lobola for a very nice girl, is it your spirit that is enjoying? But, but, listen, listen. You would have thought that this flesh would agree with you to wake up early to study, to wake up, to stay up longer, to study and to read and to do all this. Have you not realized that even when the result of what you are doing is for its good, it still doesn't cooperate? Because some of you, the course you are doing is because your flesh didn't want to cooperate. That's why you didn't pass well. But it's not that the brain is not there. The brain was good, but the part of the body, it says, listen, we are sleeping. We are sleeping. We this school thing. They are worrying us. Yeah. Yeah. You follow the flesh. Meanwhile, all that you were doing was going to benefit it. But it will never agree with you to do anything good, even if it's for it. How much more the good thing that is not for it? That one, that's why I say, for the sinful nature is always hostile to God. He doesn't care what God has done. The guy is Satan's agent in you. So without your cross, you can't deal with it. Without a cross that says, I'm willing to suffer. That says, I'm willing to have luck. That says, I'm willing to lose. You will never enjoy the good things that is prepared for your life. As she went to pray and she's free of the depressive spirit and this, who is it that is enjoying but the flesh would never agree that let's go and pray. Say, ah, this place is quiet. This place, why are we here? No, I want to be in my room. That's, there's no network. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he says that for the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law. And it, it, it never will. So something that does not, is not going to do whatever you want it to do. You better get its medicine and just give it to it. And that is a cross. I said, that is a cross. By the cross, I've changed my life. Yeah, by the cross. Even just before I knew Christ, I disciplined my flesh. I said, you will not do what you want to do. It's time to study. You will study. Okay, you say you want to go to this course and things. When you go and come, you have to come and sit and study. That's how come I even became a doctor. And I, now that I met Jesus and I had the cross, I used the cross to discipline my flesh, my sinful nature. And I said, you are not going to do what you want to do. There are more people here than you. Life is more than you. And that's how come I'm changing my life and living a new kind of life that Christ has offered for me, has purchased for me. Hallelujah. Yeah. And I'm enjoying it. It's nice. 
I've lived about 20 plus years of it. It's very nice. And I want to live the rest of it. And I want my children to live that life. It's very nice. A life where it's not about you, but it's about others. Ah, it's, it's a very sweet life. It's very fulfilling. It's very nice. And if it's food, I've been eating. I mean, how much can you eat? Even the older you grow, the less you eat. Because now almost everything you eat is poison. Mm-hmm. You don't know. A time is going to come, even to drink Coca-Cola will be a problem. It's like you are intentionally poisoning yourself. The fatty meat. The, I said the fatty meat. Now, even though at that time you can buy a lot, it's like, what for? You want to kill yourself. Yeah. So listen, in simple, in simple terms, this is a book that I really want to talk to you about. And next week, I'm going to talk, say a few things. I'll actually read it to you to help you. But you can go and read it in advance because you, can't, you shouldn't be waiting for me next week because next week may be too long for some of you. Read it and I pray the Holy Spirit would guide you into the scriptures so that you sacrifice, make the sacrifice you need to make. Wake up early to read your Bible. Wake up early to pray. Wake up early to listen to preaching. Cut out unnecessary wasting times and use it well to develop your spiritual life because it's going to lead you higher. You see, look at me. Look, I come from a very poor family, very poor background. Very, I mean, you say you are poor, but you do because you don't know what poverty is. That's why you say you are poor. But today, for me to say that traveling is a nuisance, even traveling that will make me get some few dollars here and there to buy some things, I say, listen, I don't want it. It's a nuisance. I'm tired of packing my thing, going in a plane, coming. I'm tired. I'm tired. What is a plane? I mean, look at the way he so he was so excited about it. He was so excited, and I'm looking and say, look at you, look at you. Look. The life that Christ has come to offer you, there's far more. It, sitting in a plane will be a problem for you. It will be a problem for you. Some of you that are asking, when, Lord? When, Lord? As you continue to live. You see, that's what I, my, you see, because of this life. My children, one day I was asking, them, we were talking, I don't know what we were talking about. And I was talking to the older one about traveling and she was telling me how her friends came back and they were very excited that they flew in a plane and they said, oh, so how do you feel? They said, oh, daddy, hey, what are you saying? <laughs> we, we've been flying in planes since we were children, so it's like, what's new? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's the question. That's, it's almost like, it's like, it's like I mean, I'm grateful to God, Daddy. I'm grateful to God. I mean, she, she always says, they always say it. But it's almost like saying, yeah, it may be exciting, but it's almost like you, you have taken away the excitement of it long ago. Yeah. Are you with me? But how is this possible for somebody who was praying for it? That Lord, when? Lord, when? Lord, when? Move, Lord. Yes, I see it happening. Yes, it's, it's happening. It's happening. I receive it. I... Because you know why? You know why? 
is because of the life that I was offered by Jesus Christ. And I paid the price by taking up my cross. And that is what I'm experiencing. That your child will not look back and feel that God has forsaken them. It's a blessing. Of course, they will also have their own challenges in life as they have to work with God. God has a way of bringing you your challenge wherever you are. Whatever is eliminated, he has a prepared one, equivalent, the examination level. So they will experience that. I'm building their faith and guiding them to build their faith. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, listen, there's a better life that Christ has purchased for us by his death on the cross and making us his own. This life he wants us to live. But he says, if you want to come after me, you have to deny yourself. Let's go back to Matthew 10. Let's start from 35 there about. You have to deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. Look, good things are good. Not because they don't demand investment, but because of what they give out after your investment. As for the investment, even bad things demand investment. I mean, if you want to be a bad girl, you have to invest in being a bad girl. You have to learn how to have sex in different positions and in different styles. For the boys, it's like, when you, when you give them one, they will always want you. I mean, some people will sell their cars just to, whatever you say, they will do to you because what you have done to them, Now, now, listen, listen, I'm trying to explain to you, even a bad life, the one we know as bad life, it doesn't just happen. You have to invest in it. Do you get it? So how much more a good life? But why, why do we behave like, because it's a good life, it must be free? Because your salvation is free, you want everything to be free. Yes, everything would have been free if it was not for your sinful nature. Everything would have been free and effortless had it not been for your sinful nature. So what do you do with your sinful nature? The cross is the answer to your sinful nature. So that your righteous nature can manifest. Take away your sinful nature by taking up your cross. And your righteous nature is free to operate and to manifest the glorious power of God. Hallelujah. I think I'll buy this message for myself. Yeah, because I'm saying something to myself. I have to sacrifice more. It's not over. It's just the beginning. I have to pray more. I have to fast more. I have to read the word more. Because God has given me an opportunity to start afresh. And that is you. So that I look after you in spirit and in truth and with more power. So that none of you will go to the left nor to the right. But you go the way that God has ordained for you. Yeah. I need to pray more. Yeah. I'll rebuke the demons that are troubling you. Because some of you, even as I'm preaching, there are demons that are telling you, no, don't mind him. He's not, I mean, just look at him. He, it's, it's him. What he's talking about is only for him. It's not for you. You, you just, just, just continue what you are doing. I curse every demonic idea that is operating in your life in Jesus' name. And I release the power of God over your life to do what God wants you to do. I stir up the Holy Spirit's working in you that you want to desire, you desire the things of God. And the Lord by His Spirit would impart to you inner strength that will cause you to rise up and say, it is God I have chosen. It is Jesus I have decided to follow. And I'll follow him all the way, no matter the cost. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. So it says what? Please, what, what, which verse starts before? I've come to set a man against his father, a daughter against the mother, and a daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law. Jesus is talking about following him. The cost. Your enemies will be right in your own household. I mean, some of you are already experiencing it. I mean, are you wondering why your father 
will stop you from going to church. Meanwhile, when you were with the boy who is blowing you the whole night instead of studying, some of the boys say, I mean, I mean, how many understand what I'm talking about? Hey. I mean, some of the boys, you wonder whether they love you or they hate you. Because it's almost like it doesn't matter even if they have 30 minutes with you. They still want to undress you. I mean, they, they, they can't talk. To sit down and just chat without, without squeezing you, without touching things. And it's, it's almost like when they think of you, they think of only that agenda. Sisters, is it not true? Sometimes you, you, you end up saying to them, let's talk, let's talk. It's like, be patient, let's talk. Let's talk better. Let's talk better. No, you, you look very young. You don't know what Hallelujah. And then you find a parent fighting the child against going to church. It's, 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 Jesus said, your enemies will be right in your own household. Mm-hmm. 37. If you love your father or mother more than you love me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you love your son or daughter more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. Yeah. But I see you taking up your cross in Jesus' name. Whatever has deceived you and prevented you from accepting that the cross is necessary is a medicine for your sinful nature. From today, that thing loses its power to deceive you in Jesus' name. You will gladly embrace the cross. You will not see the cross as evil thing to you, but you will see the cross as a blessing that will kill and limit the works of your sinful nature. So that your righteous nature, which you inherited from Christ, will manifest. And that you will enjoy the good things that God has planned for your life. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I wanted to talk to the Lord. No, let's bow. Let's sit and bow our heads for a word of prayer. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I wanted to pray about what you heard. Let, let's not hurry. Like church must be in a hurry. No. We must start complaining that church is too short after four hours of being in church. Say, no, four hours, we just came. No, no, we need, to, we need more of the presence of the Lord. We need more of the power of God. We need to hear more of his word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you. I want you to talk to the Lord. I need a complete change. I want to embrace your cross. 
because it is the medicine of my, for my sinful nature. I cannot go without it. I will take it gladly. The cross, it is the medicine of my sinful nature. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, I'll do whatever I need to do to invest. I take up my cross and follow Jesus. Because I want Jesus. I want Jesus. The Savior of my life. God with us. I want him and I want everything that he has for me. And that he has for my life here on earth and in the life that is to come. Therefore, I gladly embrace my cross. I'm willing to lose. And I'm willing to suffer. I'm willing to sacrifice. And I'm willing to die. Whatever the cost is, is worth it. Thank you for the willingness. Thank you for the willingness. Thank you for the willingness. Oh, I see a change coming into your life because of this willingness. A change, a great change is coming into your spiritual life. People will see it and they will notice that you have changed. Because your sinful nature would always be having its medicine because you have embraced the cross. You crucify your sinful nature daily, daily, daily so that your righteous nature, your spiritual nature would shine forth and demonstrate the power of God. Satan, I break your power. I break your power over the lives of these people. And I declare them to be free in the name of Jesus. To allow their righteous nature to manifest. Because the sinful nature is crucified to their cross. Oh, randori bakasandori Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Touch your people. Touch. Touch us and change us. Touch us and do your work in our lives. We don't want to be ordinary Christians. We don't want to be like the rest of the world. We are different. You have called us out of the world to manifest your righteous nature by imputing unto us your righteousness. We will live this life. We will live this life as we crucify the sinful nature. 
on our cross daily. Daily we shall manifest this life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sinful nature, this sinful nature, this sinful nature of Atuab is way no longer. We have discovered that it's disobedient to God. Whilst our righteous nature is obedient to God, therefore the cross, the cross we embrace. Oh, yes. the Lord to have his way in you. Tell him to have his way in you. By releasing his power to pull down every stronghold in your life that is preventing him having his way. Whatever it is, Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence and manifestation in our lives and in our midst. You are the great deliverer. You are the great strengthener. The great healer. We thank you. We thank you. Marie Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Lord, have your way. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. As we surrender to you, we ask you to have your way. Have your way. You are our healer. You are our comforter. You are our guide, our strengthener, our teacher. We surrender to you, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Have your way. Lord, I give you my soul. I give you Spirit of the living God, have your way. Have your way. I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke you, Satan. In the name of Jesus. Lord, have sacrificial people are arising from our midst. People who experience the tangible power of God with manifestation of the works of the Holy Spirit. Yes. 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 The Lord is raising from among us a people for himself. A people that shall glorify his name. 
a people in whom the power of the Lord shall be manifest. Thank Don't you, Holy Spirit. Strong Christians are being raised Don't from amongst us. Changing world, changing Christians are being have raised from amongst us. Thank you. Randori Kalabasenere. Oh, Randori Ribalando, Ribalaboshen. Lord, thank you. Thank you. For, your, for the rising of a people, a special people. A people that shall love not silver nor gold. A people that shall only seek to do your will and to live for you. Thank you. Thank you, Have you ever-
I'm not going to be the same again. Holy Spirit, touch us. I don't want to be like the rest of them. I see your way or no way, no way. Your way, your way alone, not my way. Not have your way. Thank you, Jesus. We want your way. We want your way. We want the life that you have for us. Thank you. We want it. We want it. Have your way. It's a different life. It's a good life. That is what. You came to give us life, and we want from you that life, Lord. As we yield ourselves to you in obedience and take up of the cross, give us that life. Oh, oh yes. I see people walking in newness of life. I see people walking in newness of life. Oh, yes. Newness of life. Newness of life. Randori Kalabasando, Randori Kamasun, Rivabanda, Nibroki Massa. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus.
power of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit himself is here touching lives, changing many things but to begin this wonderful new life you first need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior every head bowed and every eye closed, you want to say pastor please, please I want to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior because I want this new life. In other words, I want to be born again and surrender my life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand and let me pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your right hand. You want to be born again. Let me pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. Let it go up so that I can see. Me alone can see. I just want to pray. I want to know who and who are giving their life to Jesus so that I can pray with you. Lift it up high, lift it up high. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Lift it up high, lift it up high. You are not, I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to call you out. I just want to pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hey, who are you? There's somebody here. You must give your life to Jesus. You must give your life to Jesus. I hear in my spirit. Before you cross that line of point of no return, make the decision right now. It will save you from untimely death. It will save you from untimely death. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I don't know who you are, but please lift up your hands. Whatever it is. Don't, don't look back and say, how am I going to do this? I'm Jesus wants you the way you are. Just say, I want to accept you. The rest of what must be done is his work. So lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Let us pray. Let's say this prayer together. Heavenly Father, thank you for a day like this when I can come to you just as I am. A sinner and a rebel who turned my back on you. But today, I bow before you and declare that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness of my sins and I surrender myself to you as my God lead me in this life thank you for sending Jesus Christ who came to die for our sins but particularly my sins I am grateful. I believe in him as your son that you sent to die in place of me. He rose again on the third day, seated at your right hand. Jesus, baptize me with your Holy Spirit and let my life never be the same again. I thank you for this precious love. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, 
please visit our website on loyaltyhousesouthafrica.org.